0: Amen. Thanks, Mike. Whew. Yeah, you're right. The, the presence of God is here. I I feel it. Um, I don't know about you guys, but I'm hungry for I'm hungry for the Lord, and I'm hungry for what He wants to do. I uh, was able to come out to our prayer meeting on Tuesday this past week here, and you know I was prepping a message for this morning, and I was. You know, I was looking at some stuff around finances and I was getting excited and passionate about it. I work in finance and I thought, you know what? The church needs to hear something. And as I came to the, to the prayer meeting, the Holy Spirit dropped a word in my heart and just changed direction for me completely. And uh, he, he dropped this scripture and I want to preach out of it, but I'm going to start by reading it. And it, it says this, it says in Isaiah 43, it says, thus says the Lord, And friends, I believe that this is a now word for us, for the church. I believe that God is speaking and he speaks through his word. It says, thus says the Lord who makes a way in the sea, a path in the mighty waters, who brings forth chariots and horse, army and warrior. They lie down. They cannot rise. They are extinguished, quenched like a wick. It goes on and says, remember not the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. The wild beasts will honor me, the jackals and the ostriches, for I give water in the wilderness, rivers in the desert to give drink to my chosen people, the people whom I formed for myself, that they may declare my praises." You know, I've been listening and watching and I'm sure like many of you, there's this excitement. There's this anticipation for things opening back up again and maybe going back to the way that they once were. And maybe we can see our family and friends and loved ones and go do work and the things that we love. And I just see that there's this this longing in a lot of us for what was. There's a longing in a lot of us for our past. And I can say that I've been there. I mean, I'm desperate to, to connect with people. I've been stuck working from home. I'm grateful to have a job, but I've been stuck working from a home over a computer screen and something inside of me feels like it's dying because I love people and I want to be around people, not staring at a screen. And there's been this almost longing for what was. And at the prayer meeting on Tuesday, I just felt the Holy Spirit come and say, Paul, stop looking back. Stop longing for what was. I want to do a new thing. I want to do a new thing. And I feel that it's a, it's a word for us. It's a prophetic word of God saying that he's speaking, that he is on the move. And you know, what really got me in this was there's this challenge where it says in the scripture, it says, remember not the former things. It's this challenge to stop longing for the things of the past, to stop waiting for things to go back. There's almost this sense in us. They're like, well, you know, when things open up or when things look different or when they're back to normal. And I just... I just felt the Lord saying, pay attention. I want to do something now. I want to do something today, not just tomorrow. And I want to tell you about it. I want to tell you the things I'm doing. I want to tell you the things I'm going to do. And he says here in verse 19, it says, behold, I am doing a new thing. And this little piece just got me just digging and just challenged. It says, do you not perceive it? It was almost as if for me reading it, I should be paying attention because God is trying to show us something. He's trying to show us something. Am I paying attention to what he's saying and doing? Am I paying attention to him? And I was just reminded that for us as believers, as Christians, as Christ followers, that God has called us to be a prophetic people, not a pathetic people, a prophetic people God has called us to be a prophetic people. And I want to speak on that today. I want to talk about being a prophetic people. And I want to cover three very simple questions. And some of this is teaching and I hope it's helpful for you. I can't fit everything I want to say into the time I have. I trust that this sends you to go dig into the word, but I want to cover three questions. What is it? (laughs) Why is it important? And how do we do it? So the first one, What does it mean to be a prophetic people? Well, I think we have to start with what is prophecy. Prophecy is God speaking to us by his Holy Spirit, through his word, and through people. And he's giving insight into what he's doing and what he wants to do. This is prophecy. Prophecy is not foretelling the future, right? But it's rather speaking what's on God's heart. It's God giving us insight to what he's on about and what he's doing. And prophecy is always in line with God's word. And the scripture tells us that prophecy comes in part, which means God gives us a little bit of the picture. We don't always get the whole picture. We don't always get all of what's coming or what, what God wants to do, but he gives us a little glimpse. He gives us a picture. So for us, being a prophetic people is paying attention to what God is saying and paying attention to what God is doing. Another way to explain that is prophecy is God's preferred future for his people. Prophecy is God's preferred future for his, pe- for his people. And it's something that we as believers should desire. We should seek after it above our comfort and above our plans. There's a gentleman, some of you might know, his name's Terry Virgo. He founded the New Frontiers Ministry. This is a shout out to Andy in the back who came from a New Frontiers church a long time ago. Terry Virgo said it this way. He said, a prophetic person is one who is totally alive to world issues, yet totally sold out to God's perspective. I don't know about you, but there's a lot of people that seem to be totally alive to world issues. Maybe we're one of those. We're paying attention. What on earth is going on? And we're awake. We're paying attention. But can we also say that we're totally sold out to God's perspective in the midst of it? Can we say that we're sold out to his perspective? You know, we serve and we have this incredible relationship with an omnipresent God. It's a big word. It means that he is right here all the time, that he doesn't leave. He's not running away. He's not distant. That God is everywhere all the time. He is present. And we have this incredible relationship with him. I was thinking about this. Have you ever gone for coffee or lunch or had a conversation with somebody where it's been a one-sided conversation and you weren't doing the talking? Anybody? (laughs) Maybe you went for coffee with me. (laughs) But you know Having a one-sided with co- a conversation with somebody is not very fun, isn't it? Is it? It's just, it's not how conversation and relationship is meant to be. If, if a conversation is always one-sided, it's not a very good, healthy relationship. I feel like sometimes with God, we're often like that. We come and we just want to talk and we want to tell him and we want to pray and we want to ask for this and we come with our list. And I think for us, when we look at this and we understand what God wants to do in relationship, we need to be listening. Remember, it says, do you not perceive it? Do you know what that means? It means that God has a higher perspective for us, and he wants to talk to us. He wants to tell us, Wes, can you bring me a chair, buddy? We have access to a higher perspective. Maybe some of you uh, need a demonstration. So maybe some of you short people. I'm not calling Wes up here because he's short, by the way. But maybe I just, just to demonstrate this, I can only see at this level but with God, with my relationship with him, as a prophetic people, what it means is God says we have access to a higher perspective. We can stand above circumstance. We can look beyond what's happening in the natural and we can see and perceive stuff he's doing in the future. We couldn't see it here. We're not aware of it here. We're overwhelmed with circumstance. There's lots going on. But God says, step up. Come and get heavenly perspective. Come and see what I'm doing. Come and be a part of what I want to do. Come and stand up. Look above and look beyond the circumstance. Friends, when we do that, when we get this perspective, it's going to give us hope for the season that we're in. It's going to give us insight to what God has for us to do. And it's going to help you in your circumstance. God has called us to be a prophetic People to have heavenly perspective. This idea of being a prophetic people, it's actually a foundation for the church. Some of you might be hearing this and go, What on earth is Paul talking about? Well, let's look at Ephesians 2:19. It says, So then you are no longer strangers and aliens, but you are fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God. This is us, the church. And it says this in verse 20, built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Christ Jesus himself being the cornerstone, in whom the whole structure is being joined together, growing into a holy temple in the Lord. In him you are also being built together into a dwelling place for God by the Spirit. So not only is the very foundation of the church grounded on the prophetic, But he continues to speak through the prophetic and it's what keeps us moving onward and it's what keeps us on track with God's purposes. This scripture tells us that the prophetic works in tandem with the apostolic. The apostolic is what is governing and overseeing and ensuring that we are on mission for God's purposes and the prophetic comes and guides us and points us and gives us direction and perspective these two things work hand in hand. And if, you, if you're not aware and you're maybe new to Oceanside, this is part of our DNA. If you were to ask us, well, what kind of church are you? What, what's your model? What do you guys, how do you guys fit in? What is Oceanside Church? Well, we would say that we are an apostolic prophetic church. That this is our foundation, that this is our DNA. And, you know, if you're paying attention, you saw earlier, there's an invitation to check out a Canada Equip. And this is part of the partnership that we have in this space, that Oceanside Church, although we're autonomous, we're partnered with other churches around the world and in our nation. That partnership is a group called New Covenant Ministries. It's NCMI. And and what we see is we see that God is gathering us together to equip the church to go and take to to take ground and see the kingdom extended. And he uses the apostolic and the prophetic for doing it. And we're a part of that. So come and join us in July when the equip is and come and hear more of what God's saying to our nation. You know, and in Ephesians 2, I think there's this great picture for us so you can see what it looks like. It says that the people are gathered together, that they're being built on this foundation. Why? So that he can pour out his Holy Spirit. He can pour out his Holy Spirit so that we can fulfill what he has for us because we're going to need his spirit for that. We see throughout scripture that this is how it's modeled, that this is what God has for us. So for us, being a prophetic people is positioning ourselves to be attentive to what God is doing and what he's saying so that we can let him work in us and work through us. We're called to be a prophetic people. And that's a, a very short bit on what it means So why, why do we want to do that? Why do we want to be a prophetic people? It's a fair question. Why? I don't know about you, but I think the simple answer is because we want all that God has for us. We want it all. We want to walk in everything that he has for us. And we want to participate in what he's doing. I think it's incredible that God includes us. I think we overlook that sometimes. He doesn't need us, but He chooses us. We are a broken, sometimes pathetic people, but He chooses us. He chooses to work through us. And we know when we read Scripture that God is mobilizing His people every generation, this generation, you and your kids. He's mobilizing us to fulfill his promises and his purposes. I think sometimes if I say God's promises and God's purposes, maybe some of you go, what is that? And maybe you think it's just this nebulous thing. It's not. God's plans and purposes are not nebulous. If it helps, let's say that Absolutely, that there's a unique plan and purpose on each one of our lives, absolutely. But as a believer, as a Christian, there's also this overtone of of what a plan and purpose is for every one of us. And I would say it this way that the primary prophetic promise and purpose on our lives is to be a blessing to the nations as we fulfill the Great Commission. We know the Great Commission in Matthew 28. It's how God chooses to work through us to advance his church as we make disciples of Jesus. We all, we all participate in that purpose of God. And for me, in reading this scripture, and as God dropped it in my heart, just so reminded, guys, that the the harvest is plentiful. The harvest is now. God wants to move. God wants to speak now, not just wait for us to go back to the way things were people are looking for hope i'm telling you people are looking for hope but we have a hope that doesn't disappoint yeah. we have a hope that doesn't disappoint we sang about it in his name his jesus and we should be unashamed and unapologetic and not hide it we have a name that doesn't disappoint everything else is going to disappoint we're going to go back and maybe we're going to get back to opening up and things are going to go back to once was friends it's not going to fulfill so much of what the world seems to be looking for. Only Jesus is going to fulfill that. And he is alive and he's putting a burning desire in us, his people, that, they would, that we would be the ones that would share this with others, that people would come to the knowledge of him. So why do we, we want to be a prophetic people? Why do we want this? Because God wants to move through us. God wants to speak through us. You know, I think it's amazing too, when I think on the personal level in this notion, I, I'm a planner. It's literally in my job description for what I do Monday to Friday. I'm a planner and I would love to know what's coming next. Cause I want to plan. I love that actually God gives us a bit of this with being a prophetic people. He gives us that little picture. He gives us a little bit of what he wants to do and what he wants to say. So if I can have some insight into what's coming, I am all over it. And God does that. He doesn't want us wandering around in the dark, wondering what's next, disillusioned. He wants to give us purpose and he wants to speak to us. And we have access to this, friends. As a prophetic people, we have access to this. And we have a loving God that just doesn't leave us to our own devices. He doesn't leave us in the dark. He doesn't leave us where we are. He takes us forward. We don't want to miss what God is saying. We don't want to miss what God is doing. I honestly think that it's possible for us to miss what God wants to do in our lives. I really do. That do you not perceive it? Actually, we could not be paying attention. And God could be speaking in this moment. But we're too busy. We're not paying attention. God wants to speak. And he wants to move. And when he does, we receive it in faith and then we move toward it. That's what being a prophetic people looks like. I think Abraham is a fantastic example for us. I'm going to read in Genesis 12. It says, Now the Lord said to Abraham, Go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land that I will show you. And I will make you into a great nation. I will bless you and I will make your name great so that you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you and, and him who dishonors you, I will curse. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. And then it says this, it says, so Abraham went as the Lord had told him. Abraham went. There was a prophetic insight of what God was doing and a word over Abraham's life, which we walk in today. But the key thing for us here is Abraham went. He was obedient. In faith, he stepped out and it says he went to a land that he didn't know. He went. I believe that God has adventure for us. He has adventure in store for us to walk into all that he has. Look what happens when we, when we don't step out. Look what happens without being a prophetic people when it isn't in our life. In Proverbs 28, 18, it says, where there is no prophetic vision, the people cast off restraint. Another version says the people perish. It doesn't sound too good. <laughs> where there's no prophetic vision. So for us, it's this piece of, we, when we were not living as a prophetic people, it's almost like we can just kind of stop pressing forward. We just kind of stop living with purpose in our hearts. We just keep going through a mundane and going through the motions. And I think it's easy to slip into mediocrity. It's easy to get caught up with what's happening around us. God doesn't want us to cast those things off. He wants us to push forward into what he has. There's a better way. God's called us to be a prophetic people. So for us, we want to be a prophetic people because the prophetic keeps us passionate for Jesus and it keeps us pursuing what he has. So how do we do it? Probably want some handles. Hey, maybe that'd be helpful. Are you guys with me? Are you following? Do you want some handles? Do you want some ideas? Well, how do we do this thing? I think the the best teaching I found on this was You know, Dudley, who founded New Covenant Ministries, he would say it this way when he talks about being prophetic that the prophetic is to see the future, to prepare for the future, and to then become the future. So, see, prepare, and become. Seeing the future means we have to listen. You've heard a lot on that. We've got to spend time with him, we've got to spend time in his word. And seeing isn't often in the natural, it's getting to the higher perspective. My girl's coming to say hi to me. (laughs) We've got to see in the supernatural and it's going to take faith. It's going to take faith. But God promises that he's going to make a way where there is no way. And that will require faith, but he gives us faith. Amen. Aren't you glad you don't have to conjure up your own faith? God gives it to us but we know that it's not enough to just hear so we can see the future. We can hear, we can get the perspective. We can stand on the chair. We can look out and go, Oh, I see what you're doing, Lord. But when we, when we come back to our world, if we don't do something about, it, if we don't press toward that, if we don't prepare, then we're not going to become. So this piece of prepare for the future, Abraham left, Noah built an ark. There's a response from us is a response to prepare for the future. And we might not quite understand, and it might not make sense, but we have a choice to believe. We have a choice to trust. God is worth trusting. Faith is a choice. We've got to stop looking at this idea of, well, I just want things to go back to the way that they are. I just want, I just want what once was. I'm telling you that God has something for us today. God wants to do something new in your life. Maybe the way that you were living and the way that you were functioning and how your relationship looked with God and how you were living and leading your life, maybe God wants to make some serious adjustments so that we can move in to what he has. Part of preparing means making adjustments. Maybe we need to deal with things in our lives that are going to hinder us later from being the future and walking in the future that he has. And, Hebrews 12.1, it says this, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely. Let us run with endurance the race set before us. Tyron Daniel, who now leads the NC My Team, says it this way. He says, we need to get free, we need to stay free, and we need, we need to help others do the same. Get free, stay free, and help others do the same. I believe that when we do these things, that when we spend time and we see the future, that when we prepare for the future, that God will bring us through to the future and the future becomes the present and we'll be living in his promises. This is how it works with him. And you know, it is a journey, but no matter what we face and we sang about this and we talk about it often, God does not leave us. He does not forsake us. He does not hide from us. In Isaiah 43, back to the scripture, what does it say? It says, I will make a way. He says in verse 20, I give water in the wilderness, rivers in the desert to give drink to my chosen people, the ones who I formed for myself that they may declare my praise. We have a good, good, good God, and he sustains us as we're on this journey, I want to invite Mike up and maybe the worship team to come and join us, but we have a good God. He sustains us. So on this journey of being a prophetic people, trust me, I don't believe that this happens overnight. It's a process for us of listening, of making adjustment of preparing for what he wants to do. And I believe that when we're faithful with that, God will see us through, but I'm telling you friends, Remember not the former things. See, I am doing a new thing. God wants to do a new thing in your life. And he is on the move. Amen? Amen.